That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity, please. Hello and welcome to a profound episode of That's a Shame. Profound? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's intellectual, it's dare I say it's sapio. I would presume from that that this is this is one of the ones people pay for. Absolutely. Well they pay for it in their time because once they invest time in listening to it, they're never getting right. that back. Try um, as they might to claw it back from the Grim Reaper's right, hands. I, I meant kind of financially. They pay for this one. This is a Patreon episode because you've put a lot of work in. So we wouldn't give this sort of quality, wise content away for free. Normally, I would agree with you. But right. I'm the exception that proves the rule. I, I, I transcend capital. Wow. I actually just give this stuff away. <laughs> is that why the tax man's n- are knock, knock, knocking at the door? He's furious with me. <laughs> he says that excuse don't fly. But to him I say, I'll you're, see you in court. You're one of those like stateless citizens yeah. who's just like, if well... you just declared you don't oh, believe sorry. in me, they can't tax you. Uh, hang on a minute. Are you, are you collecting tax from me or from my person? <laughs> just to be clear, I have an accountant who handles all of these things. If if for whatever reason in a future His name's case this comes Dodgy up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Now look, look, let's be very serious because we've got a moment of reverence, really, on that's a shame. Go on. It's a show with ups and downs. Uh more yep. downs and ups. Some are saying <laughs> Who's been saying one that of the behind our backs? One of the highlights has always been our allegiance, our obsession, our our love letter to one of the great writers of our era. Stephen Sondheim. I'm th- well, yeah, that definitely. Yeah. But but a man even greater than him. Don DeLillo. They're even greater. They wow. make, he makes both of these guys look like little baby fools. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I know who you're thinking. It's Lim Manuel Miranda. It's Ernest Klein. Oh! And it's time to dive back in to Ready Player Two. I've just realized we don't do that thing where we have an audio break. So imagine that the cadence oh, of that was that slightly was powerful different. though. <laughs> if we still did that, that would have been an amazing been lead huge. into it. Now, I couldn't remember what was going on in Ready Player 2. And indeed, I'd forgotten that I'd read any of it. Can I, can I do my attempt at a recap? Feel free, because mine is three bullet points long. Okay. From what I remember, he'd finished Ready Player 1. Yeah. By he, I mean our main character, who I don't care He's about. He's called Wade Owen Watts. You'll want to check the initials <laughs> there, guys. That's one. That's a thinker. Yeah. So our, our buddy, Wom. Yeah. Uh, no, wow, sorry. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. It's pretty clever. I want Wade. Wade? Yeah, Wade Owen. Not not what? Wayne, Wade. What, Wayne? Okay, so Wade, he'd finished Ready Player One. The he book. completed it. Yeah, I mean, he didn't call as it Ready Player As far as anyone could see, he'd completed he it. He gunted his way He'd 100%ed it. He'd done a bit of a speed run. Um, and everyone was like, years. and everyone was like, wow, you're really good. <laughs> everyone was like, yeah. They went, wow. Wow, you're wow, good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then everyone was sort of like clamoring around. They were like, oh, wow, wow, wow. And he was like, I'm sorry, I've got to become Jeff Bezos now. Pretty much, yeah. And so he fucked off to Jeff's office. That's Mark Rylance. Yeah, James Halliday in the fiction. And 
he went in. Who is dead. And there was this sort of box. And in the box, there was a message. And in the, in the message, it was like, you know how you've been doing virtual reality? Yeah. Well, how would you like it if you could sort of taste it a yeah, bit? If you could like it. lick it. And then he went, as I recall, it has only just come back to me, but he went through that concept kind of as if we had just awoken from a coma. And forgotten the concept, and we didn't of know what senses were. Yeah, he had to explain one at a time like, what it was. To... Imagine if you could really taste the snozberries on the wallpaper. Imagine if you could really feel the gravel beneath. And you. there was something about forever. you could fly. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could but, fly around. But like, there was something weird about it. Like you, like Superman. It was a bit like you know how Carl Pilkington, that mm-hmm. is, thinks that bees can only fly because they don't know they're not allowed yeah, to yeah, yeah. It, like it was something like that like you could fly but if you thought about it for too long yeah. you might just fuck out of the sky then like look let's let's and he, dive out we're into the weeds too much here basically he, there's a good vr now. yeah and then he was like shall should i give I release it, it shall i give it to everyone there was something about how it was basically the product of a lot of um, a lot of kind of anti civil liberties yeah, <laughs> yeah testing whereby where they were like hey people with disabilities would Try you like a new leg <laughs> would you like You're a new like leg walk or come die. into this big big white cube yeah. and and pop this on for the next 10 years yeah and then they were like and then in the end he agonized over it as far as i know yeah. wow he was sat there he was like oh he thought about it for a he whole thought, sort of power he of. thought basically everything about it is bad but it could make a lot of money and, and it would probably make a good sequel. Yeah. And so in the in, end... In his life, in the story of his life. Well, and in the series. He doesn't know about the books. I want to make I'm fairly sure he does. <laughs> he's he, never he, read or heard of He knows all about it. He's he's ready player one. And and he what he said was, I'm going to release it because I am ready player, player two. two. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, he rele- and he was like, yeah. He and then the as far as I remember, it... He made an absolute mint he off did. of this. He's basically it, like God now. Like he has, he and has he already was ever. as yeah. well. Um, he already like owned the thing that everyone was addicted to and yeah. had to live in. Yeah, and now he owns that thing, and it's Times a bit better. Two. But it it also probably yeah. costs more and money. As Ernest has been at pains to point out, it's it's different now. It. And it's still the Oasis, but it's like cynics now it's will like say the fucking Oasis. <laughs> cynics will say that the ability to taste banana is just it it's adds not quite a whole the same as coming up with a new book. It makes me think of because um, I've been rewatching some Thirty Rock lately, oh, yeah. and there's a joke they do about how NBC wastes so much money on bullshit pilots that will never get turned into real series. Uh-huh. And Jack like pulls a script, and he's like. $10 million making a pilot called Who Knows, a TV detective uh, program about a guy who can who, who has no sense of smell and can only use his sight, sound, and all this. And it cuts, smash cuts to like a clip from it where this guy, like detective, has his back to some like dude behind a desk. And he goes, you underestimated me, Senator, because of my lack of sense of smell. But you made one fatal mistake. You let me see the documents. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's joke. like... The, the whole time he was like, yeah, like in the last one, they could have died and, and everything was yeah. that I don't want to diminish the jeopardy of my last book. But let me tell you, it was fucking yeah. piss compared to what there is now. Now, the only key part of the puzzle, and I use the word advisedly that you've missed out there, is that at some point, uh, possibly at random, maybe on the anniversary of some one of the many boring events. Oh, there was place. some sort of poem, a wasn't new, there? The sirens. It's, yeah, something about sirens. It's called the shard riddle or the right. shard puzzle or something okay. like that. And as you're going to see in this chapter, it's largely irrelevant. So ah, far. that's good because I I seem to remember that 
he was our boy wow he was sort of pretty nonplussed by well, all everyone yeah, was like to I'm going to work this out several years passed without yeah. him doing anything yeah um, I'd have thought up. that's probably quite because wasn't the from what I can remember and I'll be honest it's it is little mm-hmm. um there seemed to be some kind of like trap clause in it that was like if you figure this out every it, it will hurt it will, it will he'll die yeah He'll lose a limb each time yeah. he solves something. Yeah, and I can't remember quite how it worked, but it was something like that. And I'm not, I'm not the keenest on on riddles because I always, I, I, I feel like they have a sort of smug, superior tone. Mm, okay, um, which I don't, I don't, you don't vibe with. with. Yeah, fair. Um, but if someone was like, "Oh, here's a riddle. If My someone solves it before orange. you, you'll die." Yeah, I'd probably be like, "Ah, oh, fair enough. Go. I'll, you know, I'll play the game. I'll be a sport." Now we pick up. On a confusing kind of structural note, which is okay. that so far, uh, let me just confirm this in my notion notes. Well, there was the there we was had, the fucking entry level, the sort of tutorial, or whatever the fuck it was called. We had zero zero zero, and then we had the zero prologue, zero four. Or it was the other way around, and now we're on to Ready Player Two level four zero 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 zero. So there's like an extra zero. And I think from here on out, the chapters just go like zero, 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 one. But like already very deep into well, the, it, into the hierarchy. It's, yeah, well, it, it, it's just something that you, I've figured out what that is. Yeah, no, I'm you not, haven't. I haven't got to it yet. Yeah, no, I just you want will, to read will. the opening meditation because it's an extract from uh, Anorak's Almanac. Uh, it's chapter seven, 77 verses 11 to 20 if you're... I don't know if you know it that well off by heart. I do, but the, I don't. It's on my friend. It's probably Kira. best if you, because yeah. they might have updated. Um, and this opens as kind of, you know how cool it is when an author has like a quote at the start of a chapter and you're like, this that, guy reads, Yeah, you're like, you're like, he doesn't just write. He fucking reads up now, a storm. Now, this is something he's read that he actually also wrote. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and only now, like it's not a quote from anything else. He's just he didn't quoting. He didn't write a big thing and then he was like, oh, no. I'm going to write back. He probably it. pretends to have done but he didn't. Yeah. And I know. He, he was too busy writing fuck poetry. Yeah, his his weird sort of He was of too busy writing his incel, incel yeah. verse. My friend Kira. So this is from the perspective of James Halliday. He's like the Gandalf of this universe. He's dead and it's his death that Willy Wonka like triggers the competition. Wow, he's, he's Willy Gandalf. My friend Kira always said that life is like an extremely difficult, horribly unbalanced Box of chocolates. <laughs> When you're born, you're given a randomly generated character with a randomly determined name, Can I race, say face, and social class. Your body is your avatar. And it's, tell me tell me at what point you kind of get the analogy. Okay, go For on. me, it was already, it was probably the first sentence. No, I probably missed it. Your maybe. body is your avatar. Because I was, at the moment, I was thinking that like the point is that being alive is just a bit like being a video game character anyway. But but we're in a video game. But yeah, so, so it can't be anything no, like that. very wrong. Your body is your avatar. You okay. spawn in a random geographic location, yep. a random moment in human history, yep. surrounded by a random group of people. Yeah. Then you have to try to survive yeah, as long you as do. you can. So this has the vibe of like someone who went to kind of speak in an assembly and realized that they thought they had something prepared, but but it quickly, like the, it didn't land quite as well as they thought. Yeah. And they're looking at all these blank faces of children waiting to be inspired. And they're like, well, uh, I suppose what I'm saying is sometimes the game might seem easy, even fun. <laughs> Other times it might be so difficult you want to give up and quit. This is this is like Stephen Merchant going to speak to all those primary school children and then, like, because they weren't really impressed, just pretending to have met Beyonce oh, yeah. <laughs> and shit like that. 
<laughs> I believe his quote when someone said, what's she like? Is he said to the kid, you wouldn't like her. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good joke. But unfortunately, in this game, you only get one life. When your body grows oh, too fuck. hungry or thirsty or the ill or playing on hardcore or old, mode, your health meter runs out. He's talking about Minecraft. And then it's game over. Some people play the game for 100 years without ever figuring out that it wow, is a game. Wow, and the chapter itself has not started yet. All this that is just a, a way quote. to win it. Okay. To win the video game of life, you just have to try to make the experience of being forced to play yep. as pleasant as possible for yourself. Yep. Okay. And for all the other players you encounter in your I've travels. started reading another book. Kira says uh, that if everyone played the game to Sorry. Win, Wait, it'd be a lot. Hang on a minute. So wait, so there are quotes from different people within this one quote that's from an almanac. Yeah, so it's one of those almanacs that really gathers a few sources. Just do us all a favor. Just have it as a little interim chapter. Now, Triple O One begins, as it will henceforth be known, and he wakes up in his a new location for us. Previously, he was in his office. Now he's in his kind of tech bro, Chad millionaire, billionaire mansion. Right, and it's actually Halliday's mansion that he's inherited. And, um, oh, what? Hang on. He's he literally owns the world effectively, yeah. and he still is fucking about in Halliday's old house. He's a creep. He is a freak. Um, he chats about it for a bit, and the reason that he's not like he's kind of like at a loose end is because he's waiting for his cool down to go back into the Oni, which is the VR headset. Oh right, I see. And it has a, an arbitrary also, but hang probably on. plot hang on a minute. for our. Cool Hang on a minute. I, something I've just remembered about the Oni, yeah. <laughs> forgive me if I'm wrong, is that you could simulate everything in it apart from gay <laughs> sex. <laughs> and now, in your reading of this chapter, that has that been a further explanation? No, <laughs> that's he's, uh, really I weird. think he's sowing that seed for a later, maybe triple Oni dot, it just came up as an empty file. It. it just like corrupted straight away. That Not was possible. That was quite weird. Something I'm sure about Ernest Klein, this is slightly unrelated mm-hmm. to what I just said, but I've, I've kind of realized that his, and, and I think you'll agree here, yeah. his favorite Star Wars character is C3PO. Uh, yeah, he's got big C three PO energy. He's throughout. got huge yeah. C three. He probably energy. heard that C three PO speaks all those languages. Of course, that's made up, and they're made up languages. And I hate C three PO. And and of course, let's remember that the only time it ever would have been useful for him to speak one, which was in the last film, he wasn't allowed to say it, and they had to oh, yeah. literally break him in order to get him to say it. He probably and, saw that and was really impressed. And, and like, of course, in order to say heart. it, he had to have red eyes. Mm, that's very important. Here's a quote. Like Marty McFly, I woke up at exactly 10.28 a.m. to the song Back in Fucking Time by Huey hell. Lewis and the News. That is the that is such, that's so bad. That's this was a courtesy so of my vintage flip-clock radio, a Panasonic RC6015. Just, no. The model no, Marty stop, owns in the stop, film. Just stop, stop. I had it stop, modified no, to play the no, same song talking. at the same time I don't want to have Marty to shut your laptop for after you. After he finally <laughs> makes it back to the future. Stop. <laughs> like... I know that we've, cool. we, because we've spoken about Ernest and his work a few times before, we have had well, to say this. Well, we're super fans. But we're this quite possibly already somehow manages to be the perfect example of why everything he's ever done is is really a good. hate crime. Yeah, it's really good It's stuff. so I mean, d- let me just stop you here. Like, don't. Don't think that this is the kind of peak of that in this chapter. Oh, no. Like, I, I, no, like, no. Just I, look at my notes. I wouldn't, oh, God. I wouldn't be so naive as to think that. It it reminds me of when I used to mark the, um, like, 11 plus papers, uh-huh. the creative writing bit, that it's uh, like an entrance exam, for those who don't know, yeah. that people do when they're going in this school from primary school to secondary school, so into high school. 
Um, and they do for some schools have like an entrance exam and they have to do a creative writing bit for it. And they've all been told all these little 10 year olds that they have to include X, Y, Z in it. And most of them at the top write a little acronym, like for simile, metaphor, imagery, mm-hmm. rhetorical. Most of them probably reference the whole thing. Well, they don't. Thing. They don't. What they like to do is they've all got like one especially written down that they're going to try and shoehorn into whatever they write. Mm-hmm. And for most of them, it's one of the most bog standard similes of all time, which is as fast as a cheetah. I ran as fast as a cheetah. That's the car cool, went as fast though. as a cheetah. They love that. But the best use of it that I ever saw, for, which, which to be honest, for, to me is genius. I gave this kid extra marks, mm-hmm. which he's probably lucky that it came to me <laughs> because well, yeah. anyone else would have just given it a big cross, was that he his whole story was about a big, exciting day out. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he was like, oh... And I was so tired that I fell asleep as fast as a cheetah, which is <laughs> such a powerful use of that, like which is just like, I as fast, yeah, okay, quick yeah. tick, pop that in as there. A fucking cheetah. Done, yeah. Now, he reveals that there's a scene where I think Ernest is writing the screenplay in his head because a lot of this is very, like, visual in a way that is quite boring to read. You'll be surprised to hear that. He's basically no. looking out of the window of his mansion and he's just seeing a bunch of like and, plot points sorry, from the previous book. Hang on. And is this Ernest or Wade? Uh, hard to know. Okay. But, but cool. Wade more specifically. And he reveals that he bought the skyscrapers that were owned by the evil company, whatever they were called Why in not? the last book. He has enough and money he, for everything. He He's a good guy, right? And that's really a theme in this chapter is that Wade Owen Watts is a nice guy. Is it TM? Sure. Oh, okay. Because he doesn't just buy them and then, you know, turn them into offices. He turns them into quote free body locker hotels for the homeless. Body um, lock, body locker hotel. Yeah, like a capsule hotel. Uh, it feels like so. He's made the smallest possible. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Is this like Bender's apartment? Yeah. That's what he's made. Yeah, for, but, but except that in Bender's apartment, you can open a door into the rest into of a it. big. Whereas huge this one, apartment. you could open a door into the corridor uh, or but, back into or back the body into locker, a cell, which is where the homeless deserve to it's be. In this sort world. of, you know, I'm not saying that this is what it is that he's made, but. It sounds like he's just made a big, big homeless social prison. cleansing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says as well. It sounds like, like he's gathered all the homeless into a big jail. A theme in this chapter is going to be the tension between mm. different members of the like winning team and their visions for what to do with all this money and like near mm. total power. And he says, you can guess which one of the four of us spearheaded that initiative, referring to like the one nice thing that they've done so far of like right. trying to house the homeless. And right. what he's referring to as a little spoiler is Samantha, who long-term fans of Ernest will know is she's this girl and Wade is so amazing. She's, she's not, conventionally Is she the one, is she the one with, is she the he manages freakish to find birthmark? Her attractive, even with her birthmark. Oh yeah. Because Wade ha- sees through. I heard she her. was ugly as sin because she had a, she had a birthmark. Well, she's super hot, but she does have the birthmark. Oh, right, I see. So she was but super hot Ernest with a birthmark. doesn't mind that. And neither That's does Wade. That's so big of him. Yeah. And so Ernest is like, oh, Samantha's like, oh, we should, we should like help the homeless. And, and he's like, and Wade is okay, like, classic. Wade's like, oh, we should like give him a body. Locker. You know, you know what? Like, it's probably pretty bad. They don't want to be wasting money on kids. So let's yeah. just sort of sterilize them or like do them a favor. There's a lot of, of mythologizing of, of the previous book as well in a way that makes you worried that people didn't read it and think that like Ernest had made the protagonist like win enough. In, in the fiction, he's won like the most you Every, could possibly he's win. won the world yeah like quite literally he's, it's it's a Charlie in the Chocolate Factory except Willy you won Amazon Jesus Christ and, yeah. <laughs> um, but like this whole chapter has this very weird it's almost like he's quite trying to retcon 
the fact that like the no 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 like he it was really good like i'm really an important guy me wado and what's like i fucking rock and everyone loves me for example so so hang on a minute so what you're saying is that Ernest is is in this book kind of mythologizing his last book in case people weren't sure that it was clear enough yeah exactly mm. and he's doing it while he does it as well like he's, <laughs> he's, he's, do, he's doing he's it doing while he does it mythologizing of things that happen like paragraphs earlier um, <laughs> following the skyline a few more centimeters to the right which is a very boring thing to say i could also make out the silhouette of the converted hilton hotel where i'd rented an apartment during the final year of the contest it was a tourist attraction now. People actually bought tickets to see the tiny 10 by 10 efficiency where I locked myself away from the world to focus on my search for Halliday's egg. Nowadays, we could fit 100 homeless in there. <laughs> he says that it may look like his life is quite different now, standing in this mansion, chatting it up, because mm. he's the richest, most powerful person in human history. Yeah. But actually, he's just, quote, jonesing for his own e-fix. And I mean, we've all been there. Oh, we've all been when there. I'm when I like sort of stand at the kind of like viewing platform of yeah, my penthouse mansion apartment and I look out over the world that I own, I often think like people probably assume that I'm some kind of like super rich tycoon with a massively different life. But really I just want to eat subway. I want a fucking, I want a crunch wrap Supreme yeah. like the rest of the world. He's a nor- he's a nice normal guy, isn't he? Like he's relate. He's, he's a God, but he's a relatable. He's, relate- he's relatable, God. but like not, not too relatable. No, because I couldn't fuck someone with a birthmark. No. I'm not. And you couldn't fuck him because the homosexual relations are <laughs> not because I'm afraid, in the owner. I'm afraid be that's a corrupted file. <laughs> um, some other facts. He's demolished the, what he calls the stacks where he grew up, which was like, it's kind of like a trailer park for but the future. But it's vertical, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, he demolishes the whole thing and relocates all of the people and to... builds a memorial to his aunt. He relocates them specifically to the outskirts of the city, which I thought was a weird thing to mm. mention. Like, so he he, he, he sort of fucks them Banished yeah. them is what he did. <laughs> Basically. He knocked down their homes and banished them. He's the put whole... the homeless closer to him than, than the people he used to live with. They recreate the stacks virtually in the Oasis for the purposes of school trips uh, to take place, to come and like marvel at where he came from. And I just, I wrote that I just don't buy that like even in this world that would be the focus of any educational excursion because what are you learning there you're like well he used to live in this and now he's now he's got and now it doesn't exist but it does exist here Um, and and what and what happened to everyone else who lived here well we don't speak to them now (laughs) they've all moved away thousands of miles away you can go and visit but you'll have to spend a few (laughs) nights in the body locker (laughs) um the, are they in anything nice or yeah, did no, he just no, no. pick up and move my mistake i should have mentioned this actually he did i even include it he's he marvels at the fact that he's made them finally in kind of thatcherite fashion he's allowed them to fulfill the dream of being homeless <laughs> he, he just he just did right to buy yeah he basically did right to buy but enforced <laughs> like your like, rule to buy yeah um so the whole thing, like I wrote this note quite early on in the chapter. Like you can see this is quite early in my uh, notes. Yeah, yeah, depressing. But it turns so. out to be really emblematic of the chapter as a whole, which is just this huge nice guy energy. The whole chapter is a very weird, unedited, like insistent listing of just different credentials that he has while also like jamming to a halt any momentum that we had that neither of us recall, but I imagine there must have been some in the previous chapters vis-a-vis the main there narrative there doesn't mean any mention of the sort of war crimes that were going on no mention of the headset the war crimes the shard riddle doesn't yep. appear until really almost the end of the chapter Good. like the whole thing is just it's got the vibe of someone who you've like rejected 
romantically and is just like okay but i also do this and like i i volunteer here and like but you can talk to my friends like they think i'm great yeah <laughs> like it's just it's just really insistent wait and, like, you're nagging. saying you're saying huge incel earnest client and his <laughs> allegedly and his massive incel he might be Volstead. protagonist wait wait don't what have, have nice guy energy that's what i've detected that's weird um he still goes to the virtual stack sometimes to to just sit there and marvel at his own journey if i wanted to do that what i would have done is just not knock down the original yeah, ones that's a vibe now, because to me to me like he could have just taken a picture of them yeah. if what he was going to do is go and look at a fake but remember you can probably taste them now in the only so he's probably licking what you mean is floor. he went and he was just sniffing he's the floor yeah i see i see the no, final right. note i put on this point is that like having gone on about the hotel room that's a museum the fucking uh the stacks that's a museum but he broke it and it's a virtual museum he also mentions just for the the triumvirate that the van that he was in for literally about three pages <laughs> in ready player one gets airlifted to a museum to just yeah look around and be like well there's a van it would just be shit it would just be shit that, like he hasn't thought yeah, about that, the fact that it's just a van that is just a van yeah. yeah uh here's a quote sometimes i wandered over to the replica of my aunt alice's old stack I would climb the stairs to her trailer. Aunt Alice got either crushed or I think I think a bomb went off. The men she got crushed. He was knocking down the stacks yeah. and he went, oh no, Aunt Oops. Alice. <laughs> I would go to her trailer, curl up in the corner of the laundry room where I used to sleep and apologise to my mother and my Aunt Alice for indirectly causing their deaths. I love the use of the word indirectly. Indirectly. Because it's so that's unnecessary. A, that's a good plot. piece of rationalisation. Yeah, but like, it's not even... You know, it doesn't even read as the character like exp- like trying to make himself feel better about it. It just reads as like... Ernest protecting his absolute Mary Sue character yeah. to be like, well, you know, he didn't kill them. Like, it's not his fault. He's not responsible. <laughs> One of the, is, uh, is, you know, I'm so sorry that you, you died and it definitely wasn't my fault. So it was what? It, 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 defi- it yeah, definitely it wasn't, wasn't my fault. Fu- well, no one, sorry, Wade, no, no one said that it was. No, I know, no, no, I know. Just in case you were wondering. I was just putting it out there just because people these days, when you're powerful, people level any act. It turns out all his relatives have been cremated. Um, all of them uh, is no one no, no one he knows is alive Curti- no just his just these people that okay courtesy of the city's free cremation and remains recycling program wow he's nationalized the burning corpse now, industry all they were was dust in the wind wow that's sort of poet that's like a Walt Whitman now, line get pretty excited about this because I've put in all caps as a new character alert oh we love do we, oh, do we are we going to have a little like beep, 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 beep. that was yeah. it we're not editing oh okay uh, this is a fun one. I would say the watchword for me, irreverent. Oh, um, quirky? Qu- yeah. Oh, Here's another one. That kind of adorable. No. Now, it's, not, it's not like a manic pixie dream girl thing. It is a robot, but like a pretty adorable bot. I think you'll pick that. A manic pixie dream bot. Yeah. yeah. Um, see if you can pin down any elements of this. Okay, I'm excited. And can I say, I'm, I don't know if I can say this. Go on. Is this... Is there something we can say? I'm, I don't know. I'm it? kind of horny. Yeah, you can be horny. Yeah, yeah. Point. I'm just like, just hearing about <clears> it. <throat> Let me pick what voice to use for this uh, character. Here, how about this one? Probably a hot one. Top of the morning, Wade. <laughs> a familiar voice stuttered as I stepped I'm into the bathroom. kind of not horny anymore. I glanced sideways to see Max, my long-suffering system agent software, smiling at me from the surface of the giant smart mirror above the sink. Morning, Max, I muttered. What's up? The opposite of down, he replied. Oh! That was easy. Oh! Ask me another one. He's fucking done you, Wade. <laughs> he fucked him. He's fucking done you. 
You have to. I think he has to give him the company now. When I, Max d- when, runs I the didn't, re- when I didn't respond, he made a heavy metal face and started to play air guitar while shouting, "Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party Wayne's time!" World. It's Excellent. Like Wayne, it's like Wayne's World. It's like a like that's a movie, isn't it? Yeah, there was yeah. a movie. Was it from like the eighties or something? But I th- yeah, maybe. Uh, they, yeah, and it was head banging, and they're oh. I rolled my eyes in his direction and manually flushed the toilet for effect. <laughs> I'm always doing that. Jeez. Whenever I want to make a point to Isaac, I just waltz out of the room. Jeez, Max said. Tough crowd. Wake up on the wrong side of the coffin again today. He's just quipping. He's fucking I'm gags fucking and snapping my fingers. He is absolutely slamming him. He asks Max to start his morning playlist and specifies for us, for our reading pleasure, that this consists of, this must be the place, brackets, naive melody by talking heads. By talking heads, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he, they have a great interaction here, which is, he's like, gracias, Max. And he says, Donada, my little enchilada. <laughs> he's full of rhymes. He won't stop. He won't. It's like he, he's he got such, like, he, he's so witty, this character. Is it Max? Yeah. Now, how you, just give me a quick gut check. How are you vibing with Max so far? On, Max. on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> Have you heard of Eleven? That's a <laughs> that's kind of Max joke. That was thing. that was like a, yeah. yeah. That's the sort of, I think that's the sort of thing Max would say. Yeah, it is. I think if I said that to Max, it, you, funny, oh, you funny enchilada. No, I haven't an enchilada no, status okay. yet. Come on. Um, come on. Now, I when I was reading Max, of course I fell head over heels for him as well. He, um, he, he's, he'd say to you sometimes, he'd be like, oh, bet you can't wait to get your grubby little mitts on this. Yeah, that's what that's he'd say vibe. to me, yeah. And I, I was... Just loving his energy and his spirit and what he brought. You know, sometimes they say like, uh, "There's no small roles, just small actors." Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but I don't see that Max is going to be because he seems confined spatially to this place. Maybe he's going to turn into a Jarvis thing. He's just know. a big toilet. But yeah, like Max, even if he's not in the rest of the book, he's already made such an impression on me. But as I was reading him, I was thinking like, "Hmm, I'm loving this character, sure, but is there like, is there anything else? Like, is there some, is there something kind of like a reference?" <laughs> Perhaps like built into this tune, this character, right? And uh, and, and yes, there is. It's not Max. I like mean, everything else, Ernest has ever thought of is yeah. cribbed from just to something that else is in reality and doesn't really relate. And, it's and what could that be? It's is Max it? Headroom. No. Oh and wait, hang on. Because they because that's the name of him and he's the bot. Yeah, and they've it's got, short for Max. They've Headroom. got the they've got the same name. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. I, I don't. I, let I'm, me I'm glad that you noticed that as well. That's maybe that's kind of like a words joke. So maybe we need a numbers joke as well. Yeah. The version of this software you're gonna cr- you're a message you're gonna crack up Go on. on. It's like was it? Don't have a drink of water. Sixty nine. It's version. <laughs> it's version three point four point one. It's the maths number. Oh, it's the pie. So he's Max Headroom V3.4. That's not what that is, but that's... Yeah, it's, yeah he's, it's, he's, it's like Pi, though, I guess. Max... Easiest Pi. Max Pi room. Yeah. Max Pi... Max. Um, yeah. Here's a little quote. What happens when he gets a software update? Yeah, he never does. Yeah, oh, oh, I see. Um, Ernest is one of these guys. He's revealing himself more and more to just fit into... What's the amazing... Uh, line in Storm the Tim Minchin poem where he's like talking about how a pigeonhole starts to form and, and is like, immediately filled with yeah, pigeon when yeah, she like, says her name is Storm and this is exactly that vibe because Ernest Ernest paints a picture of himself inadvertently I, I'm sure as a kind of fuckless nerd <laughs> and um, as a total virgin yeah. and um, he now ticks a box which I kind of assumed was the case but had not it had not been made clear yet which is he's one of these I don't really do the news kind of guys. Like, uh, yeah. It gets you down like, you he's know, above, you've just got to live. He's, he's above politics. Yeah, because it's all spin at the end of the day. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, yeah. Um, you can't trust anyone. They're all the same. Big centrist energy. 
Max read me the day's headlines as I dressed in my workout clothes. I told him to skip all of the stories that involved war, disease, or famine. Whoa. So he started reading me the weather report. Well, wow! As the as the richest guy on earth, you 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 don't need to be troubled no. by war and famine and all, all of these things that you could definitely end yeah. with just like one snap of your fingers it seems like everyone hates Ernest uh, uh, and I mean Wade I'm kind of using them interchangeably at this point because I have forgotten now which on, is which. on on this show we don't like to stand by the idea that you know author you can just character. immediately conflate author and, and protagonist yeah. but because we only deal with bad art it always is the case yeah. that, that they are the like that fanfic we read the about the girl who wanted to fuck Tetris like I don't for a second, think that wasn't her. No, I no, I don't think of it was a speculative and imaginatory exercise. Oh, or, and indeed, the the person who wanted Batman to fuck Victor Hugo in mm. the sewer—that was they wanted. To they do. wanted to do all of that all the time. They wanted. To yeah, do they weren't. There probably, was not a second goes by. The sewer is probably like a moot point. We Still to this them. day, yeah, wherever they are, the library, the bus stop, even in the middle of the daytime, Halliday's old mansion felt deserted. The housekeeping was all done by high-end humanoid robots who did most of their work while I slept. Well, I like that he he can't just get robots to do it that they aren't humanoid. humanoid. They have to... He, he literally... It's got to be the help. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. I had a personal cook named Dimitri, but he rarely left the kitchen. <laughs> he just fucking hates me. Weird. <laughs> The team of security guards who manned the front gates and patrol- patrolled the grounds were human too, but they only entered the house if an alarm went off or I summoned them. Most oh, of the yeah. time it was just me, all by my lonesome. Well, you could invite them in. No, you could invite them in. They would say no. probably fair, yeah, yeah. There's some really cool um, referencing here. Uh, you remember in Ready Player One, and I suppose now as well, he goes by the avatar name Parzival, who is one of the grail knights. I thought it was Parzival. It's, it's with a Z. He pronounces it Parzival. Uh, I'm afraid. I, I don't know if that upset you. It upset me the first time I looked at it written down. Because mm. if you remember, I ingested I RP1 be, via the Will Wheaton audio To be honest, I'm not happy about it either way. So That's fine. Um, Halliday had never named the mansion, but I thought it needed one. So I'd christened it Monsalvat or Monsalvat, perhaps, after the secluded castle where Sir Parzival finally locates <clears throat> the Holy Grail in some versions of the Arthurian legend. Okay, uh, Not all of them. He basically goes around dunking on the house and says it's empty and shit. But rather than It's your fix house. That, like, it is your house. Yeah, You're he, just saying that in the seven years you've been the richest guy on earth, you've yeah. not done any... He, it could be, I don't want to, you know, ascribe too much of a generous reading here to what is a book that demands that you treat it with contempt <laughs> yeah. at every turn. Um, but it could be that Ernest is trying to foreshadow a kind of character flaw here, a okay. homartia perhaps. Well, um, that he, he's unwilling to change things. He doesn't change the things themselves. He won't change the world, but he'll change his perception of it. So he puts on these oh. AR glasses and then the, the house looks vibey. And the way it looks vibey is that he turns it into Indiana Jones for some reason. So you can have a workout that's just like sprinting around his mansion, like Escaping na- Naruto running around his own mansion. Then it's time for his daily ritual of looking at cars. And you're going to like this um, this paragraph. On my way there, I stopped by the garage to admire my car collection. The estate's enormous garage now contained four classic movie car replicas. The same four that had inspired my avatar's Oasis mashup vehicle, Ecto-88. I own screen-accurate replicas of Doc Brown's 1982 DeLorean DMC-12 time machine, pre-Nova conversion. Let me, ha- let me hang on. Let me have a think. Yep. I want to see if I can guess what any of them others okay. are. Well, Ecto's got to be the clearest one. I don't really... what As in Plasm. 
ectoplasm. Right, from the Ghostbusters yeah. movies. Um, then I wouldn't have got the, any of the others. Uh, is it the big, the fancy car from Ferris Bueller, maybe? No. That's there's, a shame. There's the car from Knight Rider, the Black Knight in two Pontiac Fiber, Trans Am Knight Industries 2000 uh, yeah, kit no. with Super what, Pursuit. That's mode. what I meant to say. Yeah. And finally, sitting down at the far end, a replica of this one of your favourites, I think. I think this is your dream car. Dr. Buckaroo Banzai's Matter Penetrating Jet Car. Built from a heavily oh God, I thought you'd already said that, otherwise I'd have mentioned it Ford first, Ford F-Series course, pickup yeah. truck, with air scoops from a DC-3 transport plane bolted onto its frame along with a World War II German fighter plane cockpit, a turbine-powered jet engine and parachute packs for rapid deceleration. Well, you yeah. don't have to tell me twice. No, I don't think I physically could. <laughs> uh, there's a tragic admission here from Wade. And again, like, part of me, if I were, if I, if it were any other book, I would, at this point, even if it were this shit, I'd be thinking, right, like, this is, like, him setting up a theme. I'd never driven any of these cars. I just came out to the garage to admire them. And sometimes he just sits. I just came out to the garage to describe to them, to put them in describe. there. <laughs> but he, it, we revealed, it is revealed that he just sits in this car listening to the different Which movie one? soundtracks. Which one? These, just... Sorry, these cars. Right. And it was at this point that I just, it just really landed for me that this kid just fucking sucks. <laughs> he's like, just an absolute just loser, loser. In every way. His Imagine having all that money and still not getting laid. Yeah. Like... His therapist... Oh, no, wait, hang on. You did say... He has fucks. He, he fucks. Sorry, <laughs> okay. he fucked. He fucked. Yeah. He fucked. A few times, though. Is it, like, you More know, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to, um, you know... It wasn't diminish. gay, fucking. I, well, well not for sure, that's literally yeah. impossible. <laughs> that's outlawed. That cannot be happening. He's put... The only... His only engagement <laughs> with politics has been to legislate <laughs> against that vociferously. Yeah. No, but, like... I don't want to you know, diminish our hero, but it's not the I case. Don't. You think that he he fucked the girl a couple of times, and then was like, actually, the whole birthmark thing is no, no, no. It it, it wasn't like that's. A, it's good that you raise that because it's not that. Wade's a good guy, a nice guy. Yeah, okay, good. A good and nice guy. He's good because lots of people would have just um, not cared about that or mentioned it, but. He made sure to mention it. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Every time in Ready Player One that you hear about Artemis. Art three miss because it's like it's pretty it's game yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, her real name's Samantha. Um, Art, it's Art talked Thrim- about five. how her birthmark is. Yeah, and it, here's something crazy. After he treats her with love, and he's like, "I, I, as a stand-in for men in mm. general, accept you." I conventionally beautiful Olivia Cook, I think it is in the movie. Isn't Olivia? Is it Olivia Wilde? Uh, no, it's not. Is I think it it's Olivia Cook, who's okay. that British actress. This one. Sure. Um. She, even though she had the birthmark, um, he still treasures her very yeah. briefly, as it will learn. And she then updates her avatar in game to have the birthmark because it's like now that she's been validated by by Wade, like she can be. What race is Wade? Is he's he... a white man? Oh, okay. He's not gay. No, I, I never he said that he was. It's not legal to for he, him to be. He, he and Halliday, <laughs> they, they, they were tight. Not that tight, but <laughs> the the thing that they said was, Fellas, is it gay whatever to we do, share ownership of in a this, magical in, VR in my <laughs> in the in my dot only files. Can I like fuck my sister? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure what about different. what about my good butt? Whoa, 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 whoa,
Let me skim through a very boring part of the chapter. Please do. Well, that would be the end of the episode. But let me skim through <laughs> a really, you know... A particularly, particularly yeah. Um, his therapist has told him to make a film. And it's briefly mentioned that he's made two, like, feature-length films that were fine. And, like, well done him and incredibly expensive. Wait, did you say his therapist his told therapist. him to make a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in therapy. Wow. He's been through a lot. I'm seeing my therapist in a couple of days. And I'm going to ask why like she hasn't set that for me as homework. Yeah, it could be good advice. Basically, he uh, uses his power and money to make like fanfic like he here's a new word he employs factors which are facsimile actors of basically like cgi I don't, sorry you'll have to explain that cgi imagine you know back to the future imagine you could pick doc brown up as he called that yeah and drop him in the notebook no it was this suddenly it was this factors thing i don't get what? it's it's the lookalike of the actor so they're like an, a digital. Where did he get the name from? Because I was Hard thinking, like, know. as in multiples. Yeah, and... no, no one's sure. No one's okay, sure. cool, cool, cool. So you could pick up Doc Brown and you can go, yeah. you're in Schindler's List. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're in Sophie's Choice. It's he, Doc Brown's choice. <laughs> he's making a movie trilogy, which is like four nerds only. Like, he's like, I don't even care if it gets that much, like, box office. It's, it's just, probably. It, it's a love project. It's probably got a sort of like rick and morty kind of vibe Pickle it's only rick. yeah it's only yeah, for that would be funny it's only for people you wouldn't most people wouldn't get it yeah you'd have to kind of well you'd 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 have to know how funny pickle it was to get that I yeah guess. and you'd have to know because i watched it and i thought it was one of the least funny things i've ever seen in my whole life and i didn't laugh a single time and it was actually the quietest i've ever heard on flat it was it was all three of us it was 25 it. minutes of abject silence i sort of switched personalities about five minutes in from someone watching something to someone trying to like analyze studiously what was going on with it that it was so unfunny i managed i managed to be it because it wasn't my idea to put it on i don't but think it was mine it, i don't it, i think i think it, it, I think it was yours had the idea but, itself. but i i managed to sort of embody yeah. the personality of someone who'd forced you both to sit down and watch it and <laughs> yeah, was then so while it was on kind of desperately trying to think of Wait, when's a funny bit coming up? Even though I hadn't ever seen it, like we were judging thinking like, "Oh my god!" Like they're sitting here yeah. thinking, "Why have I done this?" Even though I, I had not, and I hated it he's possibly more than pickle, both of you. Though. No, he is a pickle. <laughs> it's funny because because he's a pickle, and and like the big, the big like problem yeah. in the first three minutes of the episode is yeah. that that affords him no ability to move. Yeah, and then he in the fourth in the fourth minute. He is like in control of an entire. Yeah. Well, he's a genius, and it's funny that he's so good and clever. And okay, yeah, no, sorry. Oh fuck! I forgot. I forgot. And I forgot, he flatulates. I no, that's my. That's my bad. He, he belches. It's like, no time for Wade now to go and pump that fat iron and watch Doctor Who. And it, he's one of the boys, I guess, is what we want to learn yeah. from here. And he says that this is research for the puzzle which has just been mentioned for the first time in this chapter, the shard riddle. Oh, right, yeah. Which must have some pop culture element. And to it, it says, that you've got to be jacked. You've got to be jacked and watch that doctor. Yeah. He ranks, he, he does a quite amusing thing, which I didn't include. He's got Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's got a ring fit adventure. He, um, he references the fact that he's watching a specific doctor of Doctor Who, like one of the ones that no one knows, right? You know, an old doctor. You have oh, to be like a hardcore Doctor Who fan. But then he rates them according to someone else's metric. Right. Putting Jodie Whittaker's Doctor first in what I, you know, like, fair enough if that is, but it's clearly Ernest doing like performative. Mm. He wants to fuck Jodie Foster. Well, um, yeah. Jodie, Jodie Foster sorry. as well, probably. Yeah. He's got um, that Hinkley fight. Yeah. Where, where, where just on his rate ranking does dear Chris Eccleston come? He was 
possibly second or third. I think it was the three new ones. I think it was like David Tennant, Chris Eccleston, Jodie Whittaker, maybe. And Peter Capaldi, cruelly. Yeah, Matt Smith didn't get looking. Um, he realises now, I, d- I don't know what makes him think of it, uh, and neither did Ernest because he didn't bother to include a transition oh, here. Yeah, he just yeah. sort of had a new idea and ran with it. He hasn't seen Samantha, who brackets, he finds super hot, even though she is conventionally attractive and has the birthmark. Right, which yeah. means he's basically, he's a sapio. Yeah. He hasn't seen her in three months. So he's anxious about seeing her avatar for their virtual co-owner meeting. They have like a board meeting. And at this point, you're probably thinking, hang on, why hasn't he seen his girlfriend for so many months? And I... I didn't know that they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Listen to sit down because they have broken up. I'm sorry. The I'm sorry. Door. I knew you'd take this back. No. I knew this was a Ross and Rachel thing Not, for you. No, yeah, no. They haven't broken up. They're like, they're just taking, <sighs> they were just taking a little bit of time apart. Well, that's what I like to think as well. But, right, but. Well, it's been years. It's years? Been legit three years. And. And they haven't dicked down even the one time in his in and his why was that was it because he was such a freak and yeah we're gonna get to that freakishly... that's really all that's left in this chapter is okay. a kind of recapitulation re-examination of this relationship which is uh it turns out it took place for about 10 days she, she wanted to give the homeless more like, than a body <laughs> and he said i can't i'm move. gonna stop you there <laughs> it's not happening four square feet of oxygen max he now flashes back to a scene that is an interesting choice for a flashback because not only has it already been described in this book, it's a scene from the previous book. So it's like been, it's the third flash, well, no, it's the second flashback to a scene that we've now seen. Reflash. Times. And not, he's not adding anything new to it either, which is a bold choice. Right. I see. Okay. Um, but yeah, we are now, we find ourselves back at the end of the events of Ready Player One. They've finished gunting. They've Everyone's won going egg. like, well, it's even beyond positive. that. They're in positive. the mansion of the other, James Halliday's like co-founder, who's a man oh, called Og, Og Morrow, <laughs> where they're celebrating <laughs> and they're like care. they're meeting in the flesh properly for the first time. All of these people, right? And um, the this is a little extract that I'd like to just read from here. It it really just exemplifies the the ability, an almost admirable uh, admirable ability to pivot from one meaningless piece of detail to the next particularly the last sentence i think just really tickled me as i read it without allowing the meaninglessness of each pit to to hold you back and it's yeah it's like he sort of knows that there's no more material he knows there's literally no point to any of it (laughs) it's like watching a it's like a book that's mostly a powerpoint it's quite a nihilistic approach to his own writing before we met in the Earl, which is the real life the IRL, IRL but yeah, still yeah. written like no, that's Earl very Grey, good. Yeah, I'd already convinced myself that I thought this is quite romantic. This is like this okay. is like some YA. Sorry, gone. So oh. let me let me get my YA. I'm going to close the mic. Yeah, because I was I was li- listening quite cynically. Before we'd met in the Earl, I'd already convinced myself that I'd fallen in love with her inside the Oasis. He had, and in my own naive adolescent way, <laughs> maybe I had. No. But when the two of us finally began to spend time together in reality, I fell in love with her all over again. Wow. And I fell much harder, much faster the second time. And this is in spite of the birthmark. Be- in spite of that foul birthmark, which most guys would have chatted her to the curb. Yeah, they'd have said, no, get rid. Because our connection was now physical as well as psychological. The way nature originally intended. Oh, but only between a man and a woman. (laughs) Brackets. (laughs) See, see, work cited. And this time she fell in love with me too. Right before she kissed me for the first time, she told me I was her best friend and her favourite person. 
So I think she'd already started to fall in love with me inside the Oasis too. But unlike me, she'd been smart enough not to trust or act on those feelings until the filter of our avatars had been removed and we finally met in reality. Yeah. You can't know if you're in love with someone if you've never actually touched them, she told me. And as usual, she was right. Once she and I started touching each other, Go on. we both found it difficult to stop. Tell me. Oh my we God. lost our virginity to each other just, three days after that first kiss. Keep your eyes on the screen. Then we spent the rest of that week sneaking off to make the beast with two backs <laughs> at every opportunity. Possible, you filthy Like Depeche Mode, we just couldn't get Fuck enough. off. And here's the pivot. <laughs> Og's estate was designed to resemble Rivendell from the Lord of the Rings <laughs> movies. <laughs> Why does he do that? I was dicking Why does he down just cut on away? my but anyway, face bemarked like <laughs> lass. Everything in the middle of Elf Town. Everything that follows in this chapter is, and, and you know, it's been a theme already, but I particularly observed it in this one phrase is like he's trying to impress upon us with just like pitiful frequency how like much money everything is worth and how like exclusive and cool. It's almost like, have you ever come across those Instagram accounts that are like, like they'll be called something like underscore the the deluxe life the grussel like the gold standard and their picture will be like of a huge one of those like obscene rolexes that look mm. like it will weigh your hand down and they just post a picture of like a gold bar with a caption that's like get on that grind real men real gold can <laughs> afford like this bill and it's just like pathetic and like toxic masculinity vibes and this for me, it was this quite small moment that exemplified this thing that has been there throughout. Because he's always like, and I was super rich and super cool. But it was just this one word. He walked down his private runway to bid us all farewell. Like, we know we're in this guy's house. We know he's loaded. You didn't need to specify that it was a private he runway. He walked down his he... public nationalised yeah. runway. He walked to Heathrow Terminal 5. <laughs> just a fucking dick move. Um, this is the last time he and Samantha kiss, which is saying farewell at the end of Ready Player One. And, it, so basically and by this point, it was, like at week. this point, it was all going okay. Yeah, it was. Um, it reframes quite a lot of what's happened to make it like very incelly because he has recorded... Wait, she didn't... <clears throat> She didn't go and do some sort of hypergamy, did she? No, no, no. Okay, okay, no, okay. No, no, okay. no. She knew her, what's the, she knew her looks match. Yeah. Because of the birthmark okay. thing. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, wow was as good as it gets. Right, I see. Um, she was a, a, a yeah. four-matching. In if the anything, sexual a, marketplace, a, a that was an even trade. It, yeah. Um, now, here's what's happened. Samantha gets pissed off about the Oni the VR tech that he's mm. planning to release. And she hangs up on him for some reason that she basically says, explained as like, <laughs> women. <laughs> she says... <laughs> You shouldn't release this. It, it is the product of human rights violation after human yeah, rights violation. And will probably lead to further. Um, she comes to try it after a while. And he's like super pissy about how long it's taken her for, to like fly over and try this. Because yeah. all his other little pals come over and like put it on straight. Yeah, well, they're at his like, bidding. Oh yeah. my God, Wade, this is some great shit. We should like fucking... Yes Where's the gay sex function, Wade? <laughs> Get out! <laughs> I had him struck dead by Max Headroom 3.1.4. Um, and what happens is they have an argument when she comes to visit. And this is the last time he ever sees her in person. And he replays this argument quote on an almost weekly basis, kind of like that black mirror episode where you can record things in your eyes. Yeah. It's a good episode. Um, here's a quote. Half the world already spent. This is Samantha's argument, by the way, half the world already spends every waking moment, ignoring reality inside the Oasis. We already peddle the opiate of the masses. And now you want to up the dosage. Wait, what? hang on. <laughs> 
Is she a she's, comrade? She is woke. Is she a fucking comrade? I roll my eyes and shake my head. <laughs> I can feel my adrenaline You fucking rising. Marxist BLM That's bitch. That's total <laughs> bullshit, Artie, and you know it. Artie. Oh. That's her avatar name as well, which is weird. That's what <laughs> That's what Tony Soprano calls his friend Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> we could turn off the Oasis tomorrow and it wouldn't solve any of humanity's problems. It would just rob people of the only escape they have. It would just make it weirder that I've knocked down half the town and still visit it inside. He then makes this super conceptual abstract leap in his argument, which made me recall all of those great moments in like courtroom dramas where you don't see it coming and then suddenly they're like, and what does it say on the dollar bill, your honor? In God we trust. And can we not trust in And Santa there we Claus? go. Jesus is real. Yeah, like that's effectively the vibe. I like that you said in courtroom dramas and you were referring specifically Miracle to one, which is Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the great. In, <laughs> the in the, the uh, legal drama. Yeah. Um, the argument that he makes is that <laughs> if the headsets had been around, like decades earlier, yeah. her parents wouldn't have caught flu. <laughs> And died, <laughs> and that, and that by denying them, by denying the release of these headsets, she's like somehow causing like a flu pandemic. <laughs> like it's a really, it's just a bullshit That's argument. So funny. And she kind of, to her credit, like, well, she doesn't call him on it, but she's just like done. Like <laughs> it says specifically that like he can see at this point that this is when he like. She stops loving him, like he sees in her eyes when he's replaying this week she, on week. She's just staring at him, like, going like, "Oh, he's a fucking div. <laughs> he's an absolute um, twat." Of course, I understand its potential. You idiot, Samantha shouts. He can't resist making Samantha a gamer as well. Mm. She looks around the table. Christ, haven't any of you rewatched The Matrix recently oh! or Sword Art Online? I'm not familiar with Sword Art Online. Uh, she argues that Halliday didn't want it released, which. Is also not a great argument because he didn't not want it released. He sort of left he it up to essentially random yeah. chance for whoever landed on it. And um, it says, this is why Halliday never released the Oni himself. He knew it would only hasten the collapse of human civilization by encouraging people to spend even more time escaping from reality. He didn't want to be the one responsible for opening Pandora's box. She looked at me and now her eyes are filling with tears. I thought you wanted to live here in the real world with me. But you haven't learned a goddamn thing, have you? <gasps> And that's the last time he ever gets to talk to her. You'll never see me or my birthmark ever again. <laughs> we are out of here. Um, he now mentions the shard riddle in earnest for the first time. Right, okay, good. Uh, properly. In, uh, oh, that's and so good. then quickly deviates from the potential narrative momentum that that provided to start talking again, needily, about all of the good shit he's done. He's like, uh, Artemis, Samantha went off and did loads of humanitarian shit. She's yeah, like yeah, yeah, whatever. Home. And he's like, but we did good stuff too. And the good stuff that he does is he sets up a company called the Parzival Relief Organization. Check the initials yeah, in yeah. your own time. And the idea of it is to give impoverished orphans a VR headset. <laughs> Which is like big, like teaching refugees like JavaScript yeah. energy. Um, Learn to code, bitch. Yeah, it's so, so Just good. a bunch of, bunch of kids on the street with Embody a bunch of non-plugged non in <laughs> VR headsets. It's very funny. Um, they pay off the national debt of the United States of America. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, really, great, very cool. Because that and that also is crucially how debt functions in a in a national situation. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Um, they also provide aerial defense drones and tactical telebots to help reestablish the rule of law in rural areas. So that's good. Oh, that's good. His theory 
is ultimately <laughs> that Earth is too full. And that... <laughs> who, who could have predicted? Whomst among us could have predicted he's gone full yeah. Thanos within three months <laughs> of owning the world? His, his big initiatives are put the homeless in a cube. <laughs> give, give orphans give, VR. Give orphans glasses so they can't see how bad their lives are. Make Band sure days. that... Fucking... <laughs> close off America's bank account. Bomb farms. <laughs> and, and then also snap half yeah. of the world out of existence. Yeah, well, he does it's have a, a, big, a solution. I, I don't like to side against old Wade, <laughs> but I can't help but feel that art 3 miss may... May just yeah. have had a point. He's talking in, in talking about like the pollution and the way we treated the planet. He says the very cool line. You can imagine him kind of like winking yeah, at the camera. On. We'd made our bed and now we were going to die in it. Oh, it's pretty cool. we didn't. Ha- we don't. You don't have to. You could just change it all. Yeah. Now, this- what about? Sorry, slightly unrelated, no but fact that I read this week that's made me want to go full Joker, oh, yeah. which is that apparently the US spends. Uh, uses more electricity for air conditioning yeah. than the continent of Africa does it, for, for everything. everything. <laughs> which has which has has made me furious in an economic sense, in an environmental sense, but also just in a sense of it makes me somehow feel hotter. <laughs> <laughs> just knowing how much just knowing how much AC. AC I'm not yeah. getting. This final section, we're into the final section now, thank fuck, is a real it's what I in the in the editing world we would call it a pacing catastrophe no. because it, he waits till the very last moment of this chapter to introduce a really bonkers plot point. It's, it seems it's like Max's it's be, girlfriend. <laughs> no, it, it's it's very mad, and okay. it seems like it's going to presumably be like central to this entire book. And how many? And we're we're about a third of the way through the book now. <laughs> uh, in a sense. We are, but we're about a third of the way through. Well, we're about three deep into a list of things that this book is supposed to be about. Right, okay. Like, we've got so many competing ideas for what the plot we've is. We've got the Oni. Is it the we've got ethical the shard implications riddle. of the Oni? Is it's, it the Shard It's riddle? going to be exclusively about him trying to dick down on yeah, Artemis again. Is. 100%. Or is it this? Uh, that was why, like, what a way to introduce this. Like, imagine imagine just having the goal <laughs> to be like, right, I need to work in this idea into this chapter. <laughs> he, he, Here's how I'll do it. He definitely didn't. He definitely got to this point and went, oh, I haven't mentioned... Uh... Yeah, it's super is yeah. this. Like, it just is that. That was why I was still working on my backup plan. The one I shared with Samantha that first night we met. <laughs> the one I mentioned to you, dear reader, surely. <laughs> oh, no, did I forget? Crazy. Well, I'll tell you now, if, if you've asked. Over the past three years, I had funded the construction of a... S- Every word in a sentence just fucking around. I already up. love this I had sentence. funded the construction I... of a small... Nuclear-powered <laughs> interstellar spacecraft <laughs> in low-Earth orbit. Right. It housed a self-sustaining okay. biosphere, which could provide long-term living space and life support for a crew of up to two dozen human passengers, um, including two of the other people in the team. Sorry. Helped fund Sorry. It. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. So he has the capability to build in space a small nuclear-powered, literal, like, Planet, right? Like yeah. something that that has the capability to sustain life. Yeah. But it he has to bomb the countryside to keep them in in, <laughs> in control. 
and the homeless get a fucking <laughs> a little pod box to, <laughs> to, to live breathe in, in. Like, to suffocate to death. You could have put at least ten of them on this ship, <laughs> and it would have been kinder. Yeah. Um, the as well, like even in the fiction, like there's the concept of power creep that we talk about sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a really interesting concept that I think about all the time yeah. in relation to all kinds of things. And I think with a sequel like this, you know, like Harry Potter suffered from power creep where like the spells have to get higher stakes. Yeah. And JK Rowling's response to that was actually yeah. he only really ever cast one spell. So it's not like he's going to learn how to just fucking like deck the whole world. Well, we were talking about it with regards to like Marvel and what they could possibly yeah, have going forward. The next if, if the, if the like plot is of the last one is, is, of the last two films where the bad guy wants to wipe out half the universe. And, and then, then the next one, it's he wants to wipe out sorry, the whole mistake. universe. Yeah, like when, the yeah. other half too. Yeah. What's the next step? And the thing is here, like the power creep, he's so desperate to make this book bigger, brighter, glossier, more like the stakes are higher, the tech's cooler, the girls have fewer birthmarks, the gays and are eradicated <laughs> from the whole Don't even picture. mention Forget them. Um, <laughs> like, they're not coming back. <laughs> you can protest and protest. But he has just, in one sentence, he's brought, like, something radically new. Like, there's been no suggestion that I remember of, of space, like, space at all. travel. <laughs> like, interstellar travel. Yeah. That's mental. <laughs> now... If that feels a bit out of the Ready Player One oeuvre, then well, allow me to drag it and, back. And to be fair, this is Ready Player Two. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> but to pull us back into the Ready Player Kleinverse, yeah. I'd christened my ship the Vonnegut. Get like to my old fuck. Firefly class spaceship Get in the Oasis, fuck. which I'd named after my favourite author. He explains helpfully for everyone reading who has only ever read this one. Book. Everything he does reminds me of that Victoria Wood. Um, stand-up line where she's doing a like a character oh. who's a um, performer on a cruise ship, and uh, she has a line where she says, um, uh, "What is it? It's like the weather in this country of ours. It's not very good, is it? It rains, yes. Water falls from the sky." She added pointlessly, <laughs> like that. Everything yeah. he does is like, which was this, which is this, by the way. Here's a reference yeah. in case you didn't get the reference. Let me let me cite the reference. Wink. It is just like endless amount. It's this is a very like it's a trait I actually encounter a lot. I don't know. I've briefly considered interrogating why, but for some reason, considering that I you know I'm not an idiot, people love to explain things to me. I think I I think there's some form. It happened really recently, so it's on my mind. But like men love to over explain things to me in a similar way that I see them do with women. Quite possibly because you do know about a lot of things. Um, you're often quite keen not to appear. Yeah, I don't try to impress so, upon people. No, and so things, and so often true. you will underplay your reaction when people raise things. Yeah, and then and they, they take that as a big them. invitation to just. We've got some friends who do this out. all the time. Who, whose name are mouth now? From <laughs> our yeah, does constantly, 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 constantly. Yeah, and this is Ernest's energy. Like it's what it's a very like weird masculine trait that Ernest like can't get enough of. Because, like you say, everything has to be... It's like this, which was this thing from there, which I've seen because... And you may have known... It's just like, we get... We fucking get mm. it. You want to just, like, grab him by the fucking head. And and I think just... Can't. Yeah, everything is like... He says an acronym and then just says all the what, words yeah. in the acronym afterwards And anyway. then, like, explains how one of them's a reference yeah. to it. Like, one would be, like, the Da Vinci Code 
named after my favorite painter Leonardo da Vinci from the Renaissance from the lived in these dates and one of my favorite like it just won't what's stop the, what's the will not stop that, that bit it, it strikes me so much of that bit in Frasier where he meets someone one of his agents other clients who is billed as the man who knows everything and she's like go on doc ask him anything and he goes uh, okay uh, explain to me uh, uh, Freud's uh, theory of of the dream and the guy goes Sigmund Freud, born Vienna, 18-whatever, <laughs> and just says, like, his birth and death dates and whatnot, and then just, like, stops. And nice. it's like, Ernest doesn't know anything, yeah. he, so he's just going to, like, touch as many things as he possibly can yeah. and hope that from that... It's like someone desperately trying to convince you they're from Earth, like the worst is, imposter yeah, of all that. time. Yeah. Like, by, by the way, do, what about that water we drink from the tap you know where you yeah. turn the tap and the water comes out and you, and you, H2O. yeah yeah H2O. That, hyd- that, that fucking hydrates me talk about osmosis yeah. sondheim talks about this in a paper i was reading for an essay i was writing where he's dunking on crosswords like of the trivia sort he's big into cryptic crosswords he brought them to america uh in some sense and he has an amazingly excoriating like just diatribe about how shit he thinks normal crosswords are. Mm. He's like the, the British kind, because they were bigger in the UK is a test of like, you know, thinking and like putting puzzle pieces together as compared to the, the tedious test of trivia. That's, that is like the American, like another word for cat or some shit. I think it's a similar kind of vibe. Um, Basically, the plan, just to wrap up, because this has gone on forever, the plan is that he's going to fly around for 47 years in a spaceship with just Sorry. two dozen people okay. um, in order to find a habitable planet in which to, on which to like restart civilization. Don't be worried, because there's also um, a legion of frozen embryos on board, and he says, we've been accepting embryo donations for over a year by this point from every country around the world to ensure uh, genetic diversity. He... um. He's just Elon Musk, isn't he? He he wishes he were Elon Musk, yeah. Like he He's wishes just... he was, he wishes his character was as well. Yeah. Um I think as well that he wishes he just had like Johnny Ive's job at Apple because <laughs> he just he can't get enough of coming up with a piece of tech and giving it like a sort of over overthought about name that doesn't quite hit the mark, which isn't really the case with Apple I suppose, but he's falling shy of that of that uh, bar. And another one arrives just now. After much debate over what we should call our new virtual realm, which is the like Oasis VR mm. for the spaceship, so it's not boring, mm. we decided on the name Arcadia, but it has an at for the second A, so it's Arcadia. It was H's idea to replace the A Stop. in the middle with an at sign to give the name Elite Flourish, L33T, and to help distinguish it from the geographic region in central Greece, the Duran Duran side project, the city of <laughs> Galatasaray. The Tom Stoppard play? No. <laughs> oh, wow. Of course, yes. Yeah, the alternate plane of reality in Dungeons and Dragons and all the other Arcadias out there. The addition of the app was also fitting. <laughs> this one goes out to all the Arcadias <laughs> out there. <laughs> the addition of the app was also fitting because as H put it, Arcadia will be where it's at. Uh, um, oh. Finally, oh, finally, finally. The ship is a year from being done and it, as we are hearing about mm-hmm. it for the first time ever. Um, and, you know, the story didn't start just now. He could have told us about this at any time. At in, any of in the intervening prologue, three years or whatever. Zero, yeah. zero, zero. Some other bullshit. Level four. Yeah, whatever. why not? We concealed the details of the Vonnegut project from the world and from Samantha for as long as we could. But eventually word of what we were up to leaked to the press. Of course, Samantha was furious when hang she on, found hang out. Hang on, hang on. I thought they'd been accepting 
fucking embryo yeah, donations. Just for you. no reason. Just they didn't say why. They didn't say it was about a spaceship. Yeah, they just like, anyone want to send us your eggs? Anyone? Of course, Samantha was furious when she found out we'd spent over $300 billion to build a ship to escape our dying planet instead of using that money and manpower to help her try to save it. I Now, this has got an amazing payoff. I told her we were saving a spot for her on the Vonnegut's crew. You can imagine how that went over. She stormed out, then she crucified us in the press. She accused us of sabotaging humanity by releasing the Oni to the masses and then using the profits to build a lifeboat to save our own skin. But I didn't see it that way. <laughs> it doesn't even explain why I or how. But, but you know what? To me, that seemed jolly unfair. <laughs> to me, that didn't seem like the kind of thing I do. So it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> But I, but but I knew one thing she didn't, which is I'm the good guy. <laughs> I am the ready player too, and ready I was to escape this dying planet. I won't save. All I'd done was use the the, the blood money <laughs> the from my predecessors' <laughs> crimes against humanity in His order ableist homophobic in, regime in order to build one one bicycle that could take me oh, me and my side piece to another planet <laughs> to our maybe Katia. with a billion eggs stolen from people not just here in in the now debtless US but from all the poorest countries in the world as well while my drones circled the globe bombing the shit out of anyone who any scarecrow who dared to lift a fist against my regime who dared to turn their eyes to the sky without the only on or to any goddamn queer who so much as thought so much as dared to dream of putting on their headset Putting their dick in another man. I swear to God. (laughs) We admired Samantha's optimism. We really did. And maybe on a good day, even shared in it. But with Earth teetering on the brink of destruction, leaving our eggs in one basket was foolish. A pun that Ernest fails to use. (laughs) Sending a small contingent of humanity out into space was the only responsible thing to do. And at this precarious moment in history, we were the only three people on the planet with the resources to do it. End of chapter. Thank fuck, hey. That's a what short a, chapter. What a bunch of bollocks, though. Just it all is. is. It's terribly bad. Like, I think almost... I think we almost... We have to... We're at a crossroads. Two roads are diverging where we either do have to follow this through in some form. And I think we do. Chapter, we have to. Or we have to can it because it's not... It's it's not like it's, it's bad in new ways. It's no. just the same ways, but like... He's just digging and digging and digging into I, the doldrums. It, in of a this way, like genre. I, I, I get what you mean, and you know, I, I fully kind of concede. Have you got a fucking tick on you? Is that no, I've just got a bit of okay, black good. fluff. Thank God, that would be a shame, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that would. Tick cast. That's, an, that's a tick. <laughs> um, like there, there, one hundred percent is the possibility that this you know devolves into episode 59 of of ready player two cast oh. and it's just like you wouldn't believe it there's more it's references to the 80s but if if for no other reason then i do want there to be on on record yeah a, a complete and comprehensive um breakdown of why every single sentence of this is utter wank. Yeah. To be fair, I just opened up the uh, table of contents. Just give me your sort of gut check. We're at level four. Yep. And we've got these ones. We're, we just did zero, 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 one. Yep. Peak level five. God uh, in heaven. That's there's, a, one. there's only uh, oh, okay, 30 that's... chapters. Okay. okay. I mean, it's doable. We're going to spread them out. It's doable. And uh, like, you know, I must say that I'm, I'm very 
grateful to you for for taking on the mantle of reading it's made it. me a worse person um having yeah to read it, those. it has um but i i have remembered that after i did bob honey yeah um I um we discovered that there is a sequel. Mm, and um, you're gonna do it. So I, I will I will do it. And because they're pathetically short, like they're written in like size thirty two yeah. wide Latin Lots and they still only maybe. take up forty pages. Yeah. So I get away with doing it in short ones. So maybe I can intersperse that in nice. the middle somewhere to give you a little bit of a break. Whew. So there we have it, guys. Uh Ernest can't be stopped. He's probably working on ready players three, four, <laughs> up to about 25 he's got some sort of like big deal with james cameron <laughs> they're gonna yeah. like release them alongside the avatars like i haven't one thing that i think i'll look into for next time is just like what was the how has the world changed in like has it buckled under the weight of ready player two in any regard like has it been optioned almost certainly he'll it almost certainly have made six figures at been. least from yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Seven, like, seven, probably seven before figures. it was even written 100%. Right? um has you don't have the first one turn into Spielberg movie and the yeah. next one not go for yeah at least a and is there like is there a sequel planned? I know he has another book. A threequel. He has another book, which even people who like Ready Player One say is shit, which might be interesting <laughs> to look at one day. Perhaps another podcast for another time. Yeah. Okay. Um, but before then, we've got an episode next week. We're 199. Doing. And we're building up to the big 200. It's going to be huge. We're doing something interesting for 200. And I think by way of preview, well, I can't give you that much of a preview because we don't really know what it's going to be yet, but we've got some ideas. Um, we are in conversation active conversation nightly daily and nightly and ever so rightly um about retooling that's a shame in some form so you know don't panic this is not like when mummy and daddy's fight goes on for so long that you realize that daddy has to live in the car he has to live in the body locker daddy had to move out to the body locker and mummy's just got daddy's her. daddy has to start the reclaim party yeah um <laughs> But changes are afoot. I think they are for the good of the show, for the good of the consistency of the show, primarily. Mm. Um, and also the, the exciting part, which we will get into in episode 200, is that we're planning on spinning up some new projects Huge that have been projects. in the works for quite some time. Huge projects. New collaborators, new topics, new worlds as of yet unex- unexplored. Mm. Um, what I'm trying to say is... A lot of Delta Quest, nuclear, of course. Nuclear is what you- <laughs> fucking interstellar craft. So send those embryos in to TAS at Shamedoll City. Um, we've got a bunch of things that we're doing in the meantime and I would encourage you most of all to check us out on twitch.tv slash shame city with two Y's or you can go to shame.city slash twitch really it's not hard to find out I won't patronise yeah. you the links are everywhere all over the gaff where we stream everyone everyone's watching we had 20 people in today come on we're huge guys we're, we could be affiliates but I've chosen to post, put that off Isaac's doing some emotional edging yeah that's the way and um, yeah it's really it's just like the show but you know themed around whatever game we're playing at the moment it's missed, which is very good it's very good and it's nice to hang out with people and we stream at 9pm roughly uh, Monday, that? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah. And it's UTC plus one, right? So you can make the conversion uh, on your own clock um, for a couple of hours. It's very cash. It's very fun. We're enjoying it. I feel reinvigorated. We're, a great time. we're cracking through a bunch of games as well. We are, yeah. We're steaming through. And we're considering doing something that's not gaming on, on one stream a week. Um, yeah. We had that straight in our stream suggestions channel today. So we'll consider that as well. But yeah, come and hang out. It'll be fun. We've got a Twitter um, somewhere, Shame City Gang. We're trying to boost the followers because yeah. we've let it kind of languish Dwindle. after our old one was banned for no reason and then given to us mere weeks after we'd committed to the Finally new just decided to... And yeah, it's a good and interesting time for That's a Shame and for the Shame City umbrella, um, such as it is. With that in mind and with the heavy burden of chapter level, Ready Player 2, level 40001 behind us now, 
I've been Isaac. You've been. I've been Declan. 3.141. Keep gunting. <laughs> yes. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strides. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Necessities of life will come to you. 